Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you for the last time that we met to study your word. Thank you for today. Help us again. Let your word that we're going to consider today add value to our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. Please be seated. God bless you. I I used to I worked on a brand, um, a financial institution, many years back. Uh, worked on the advertising of that financial institution, and uh, the the slogan of that financial institution is something about wise men. What is it? Huh? Say it again. Wise men, bank with UBA. You know that they were also, and we meant to, with UBA. I, the, that slogan was something that actually encouraged me to open my very first bank account as a young man in that bank when I was age 18. That was where I opened my first bank account. And because of that, wise, wise, incidentally, many, many years after, and I had the opportunity of working on the brand. And I remember when we, there was a particular time that we wanted to do a calendar for them. And the theme of that calendar for that year, because their slogan is, wise men, something, 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 bang, would you be? So the theme of that calendar was making wise cho- choices making wise choices. I remember, you know, we had to look at the various choices that people make in life. And we had to, you know, illustrate it in that calendar. For example, we took career, and I think that I used um, a a pilot, you know, somebody successful. Um, For marriage, we use the picture of an elderly man and an elderly woman. They have grace. They're looking well-fed, looking happy, and they are holding themselves to get, uh, in that picture. You know, something to suggest that they made wise decisions, and that's why they had a good life. And so today, we shall be looking at making wise choices. Making wise choices. Before we get into the teaching. I think we all can do this teaching, really. It's just for us to just stimulate. Somebody is just standing here to stimulate us. We all can do the teaching. Now, in what area do you think that we should be careful to make wise choices? Yes, ma'am? Get ready for your answer because everybody should be able to talk. Just one, just take one, because career, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Who is, who is giving us the next answer? In what area do you think we should make? In our finances. Thank you very much. Yes? Yes, ma'am. Yes, the issue of our life partner, marriage. Thank you very much, ma'am. 
Yes. Yes, sir. In our investment, somebody already said finance, Abby. Our investment, yes, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Yes. In the faith, good. That's also very nice. Thank you very much. Yes. Making wise choices. Yes. Ma? Say it again. Plan, plan. Maybe you plan to do something. You have yes. To. You have to relax and make wise decisions. Thank you very much. That's why I said that. It's something. Yes, ma. You want to say something, ma? Ah. Do you have my notes there? Is it there? Eh. Ah, thank you. Yes, ma. Choice of friends. Ah. The friends that we keep. That's why I said we all can do it. Yes, thank you. Yes, who else? Everyone doesn't see my notes. Uh, may I just go sit down? It looks like everyone has seen this thing there. And so that's the reason why I said that. It's something that um, every one of us should be able to, you know, sit down. I, 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 I did, a, I, I thought I prayed enough and invested very huge sum of money. Very huge. I mean, several millions. I thought I prayed, and I did a lot of research. I was in the U.S. for like almost one month, and I was always behind the computer. When I traveled there, I don't have places to go. Behind, I was doing research, bringing, and I knew where to buy what. All the equipment that I wanted to use for the, for the company. I knew where to buy what, researched the one that I was going to get for uh, China, from England, from Malaysia, and all that. And some the products that we're going to use and all that. I did everything. And it wasn't very successful. And I lost a lot of money. You know, I lost a lot of money. Because somehow I did not know that what I wanted to produce, China had brought the Chinese, Chinese product and they crashed the whole thing. You understand? And so it is important that we are careful about whatever it is that we do. Um, we have to be careful to make wise choices. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Who will read for us? Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. Who is reading for us today? Yes. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Life is a series of choices. The decisions and the choices we make impact on our lives. Choices determine the direction of our lives. They determine the direction of our destiny. And the scripture is replete of 
valuable lessons for the Christian on the importance of making wise choices. Let's take something for instance. In Judges chapter 14, verses 1 to 3, we realize that Samson chose to go to the wrong place. It was like she said something like that earlier. She chose to go to the wrong place. And he gave in to the lust of his eyes and he scorned the counsel of his parents. Judges Judges chapter 14, verses 1 to 3. Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. When I did a little research, I realized that the Hebrews were not encouraged to go to such places. So, because he went there, that was why he saw he saw a woman in Timna of the daughters of the Philistines. And so he went up and told his parents, his fathers and mothers, his father and mother rather, saying, I have seen a woman in Timna of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her for me as a wife. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren, or among all my people, that you must go and get a wife from these uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. She went to a wrong place. She was influenced by what she saw there in the wrong place. And the thing got into his head. And he became very disrespectful to his parents. And he scorned their counsel. And so the compromises, all these compromises in his life brought severe consequences. And we understand, we know the story very well. He was captured by the enemies. They plucked out his eyes. They put him in, his, in their prison. And they made him to be pounding, to be grinding a meal. Eventually, he died. So we could see the example of something who made a wrong decision or some wrong decisions. We could see the consequences of that. Take David also. David chose to commit adultery with Bathsheba. And as a consequence, he suffered the death of the son that the wife of Uriah, you know, got for him. That child died. And uh, I, I know, like my, one of my very senior pastors would normally say, he said, trouble comes in dozens. Trouble comes in, it comes in dozens. When trouble comes like that, you just see that it looks like it has ripple effect. Because he did what he was not meant to do. He made a wrong choice. 
the child that was born through, the, the first child that was born through that uh, bad behavior died. Then one of the daughters was molested by his half-brother. Then the brother of the girl killed the half-brother that molested his sister. The brother that killed eventually usurped the position of the king. He actually ousted the king and uh, brought shame unto the man. Praise the name of the Lord. Take Lot also. Lot made a choice to go where, you know, a choice as to where to live. And so she said so earlier. She made a wrong choice as to where to live. You notice story. The Bible made us to understand that a time came when Lot, the nephew of Abraham, that left with him when God called Abraham to go out of his father's house. The Lot that left with him became as big as Abraham. And we realized that the servants of Lot and the servants of Abraham were always fighting. And so Abraham now said to him, <laughs> We are brothers. We don't need to fight. This place is large enough. Just choose where you would like to be, and I will move up for you. And the, young, the, the younger man, instead of saying to him, Oh, you are the big man. Why don't you choose where you want to be, and let me be wherever, you know, let me go my own direction. Rather than saying that, the, the Bible made us understand that he raised his head and he saw the place that is well watered, a nice place, and he chose that place. Praise the name of the Lord. Says, and Lord lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord like the land of Egypt, as thou comest to Zo Zoar. Then Lot chose, chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves, the one from another. And so he, he chose with his eyes, and he chose with, um, uh, how do I say it now? A kind of greed. So his choice cost him and his family terrible consequences. In Genesis chapter 19 to 25, we saw that this gentleman lost his wife. The Bible says, and he overthrew, that is the angel, those cities. That was when the, when the angel decided, when God decided to, you know, destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he overthrew the cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the city and that, and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. Okay, so that is the thing. That, that, like I said, troubles don't come singly. They come, you know, in dozens. They come together. And so in the process... His two daughters, who were influenced by Sodom's way of life, got him drunk, and he sins with them. He actually committed incest with his children. The Bible says, those were both, in verse 
36 of Genesis chapter 19, said, Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. Now, we have one example that is quite nice. Moses. Moses made a choice not to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses was picked up by Pharaoh's daughter when the mother took him to the bank of River Nile, you know, so that um, he could see if somebody could rescue and all that. And so the daughter of Moses, of uh, Pharaoh picked him. He, she knew it was God himself that touched her heart because she knew that he was a Hebrew child, loved him and all that. So Moses enjoyed all the benefits of the palace. Moses was like, the, like a prince of Egypt. In fact, that's a, that's a movie that they did that they called Prince of Egypt. Moses was like a prince of Egypt. But at some point when he knew that he was not actually an Egyptian, that he was a Jew, you understand? He made a choice not to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, the Bible says, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 to 26. It says, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God, rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sins. He regarded the grace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt, because... He was looking ahead to his reward. Now, imagine somebody who was enjoying himself. By the time he left, and you know, the, the, you will agree with me that people will have laughed at him. And so that's the way they laugh at uh, people who are standing for Christ. But he chose to stand for, you know, what, um, to, to stand for the, the, the nation or the, the, his people. And uh, it didn't matter what people, you know, said about him. He, he made a choice to stand for them. And you see, because of that, because of that, God did something. The Bible made us understand in Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 to 3. At the Mount of Transfiguration, it was amongst the people that were seen at the Mount of Transfiguration. The Bible says, and after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringing them up into a an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared... There appeared unto them Moses and Elias, talking with him. Now, if he will not stand for God at that time, he will not have the place that he had. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Also, in Revelation chapter 15, verses 1 to 3. Revelation chapter 15, verses 1 to 3. John the Beloved, who wrote the Revelation, the book of Revelation, he said that he saw an awesome sight in heaven. He had the privilege of seeing into heaven. And he saw that awesome sight. 
He saw the angels and all the people that were victorious. They were probably the martyrs. They, they, were victor- they were victorious. And they sang. The Bible says, they sang the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. They sang the song of Moses and the song of the Lamb. Why? It was because of the decision that the gentleman took at a point in his life. Praise the name of the Lord. So, we see that the stories of Samson, of David, of Lot, of Moses, and other personalities in the scripture illustrate the need for making wise choices. The Lord has given us those examples to teach us. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. It says, Now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. And so from this, you know the, it is important that you are careful about the choices that you make. You saw three of them that we illustrated at the beginning. You saw um, Samson, uh, David, and Lord. You saw the consequences of their wrong choices. And we saw the good, the benefit of the choice that Moses made. Praise God. So, we shall consider some examples of choices that greatly affect our lives. Just a few examples they, certainly, the list that we are looking is not exhaustive. It's just a few examples. And suggestion for making, we shall look at suggestion for making wise choices and what to do when we have made wrong choices. Praise God. Let's start. Example of choices that affect our lives. And that's what we said. I think, I think that was actually the first one that somebody said. You said, the choice of a career. Praise God. Praise God. Now, even from the worldly viewpoint, the choice of career is very important. The job market is always changing. The wrong choice could lead to financial challenges. More importantly, the choice can have a lasting effect on your marriage, on your family. It can affect your service to God. So it is important that you make the choice to honor God first, and you'll be blessed. Praise God. Praise God. So we, we know that some of the times, some... The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. This, this example that came to my mind is not a very nice one. There was a time that somebody... Some, some children of somebody, they took them to the hospital. Oh, no, no, they took somebody to the hospital, a child to the hospital, and uh, they needed, I think, something from the father. Could it be blood or something, something, something? And, well, all that they were trying to do now made them to discover that the gentleman was not the father of that child. not the father of that child. And so, that prompted them to go and check the other children. They realized that none of the children was fathered by the man. 
And they now realize that they now check some other p- children of the people working in that company. They now realize that uh, most of those children of those people were not fathered by the supposed fathers. They were guys working for oil companies and they would go and do two weeks in uh, Kinecon, two weeks here, two weeks there, two weeks there. That's a very terrible one. That's a very, very terrible one. Now, there are people who have jobs that will not allow them to come to church on Sunday. I know I'm close to somebody who does not know, he doesn't even know Saturday and Sunday. Why? Because the work is shifts and shifts and it's not a regular thing. He doesn't know the Sunday that he will be free. He doesn't know. And so he doesn't even factor church into his program because he doesn't even know what Sunday that he will be free. And so there are so many, there are so many, there are some jobs that will not even allow you to have time for God. And so it is important that we put God first when we are deciding what job we will do. Let's, let's go on. If we make money the primary factor in our decision, destruction could follow. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Another choice that we need to be careful in making is the choice of a mate. The choice of a Made. This choice will determine to a great extent the degree of your happiness. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4, it says, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh a shame is a rottenness in his bones. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14, the Bible says, House and riches are the inheritance of fathers, and a prudent wife is from the Lord. The choice that we make concerning our partner could have permanent bearing on our children, on our emotion, emotional well-being. And you may think you can simply divorce a person if they turn out to be a bad choice. And but once you have children, there's no way to reverse the choice of who the, the, to reverse the choice of uh, you made as to who is the father or the mother of your children. And usually they are usually affected. You know, in the situation of uh, divorce. Now, that is not just it. The person you, deter- you marry can determine even something about your faith. As a young man, I remember that I was dating a girl. I was not born again then. I was dating a girl. And she she's a, she, she's a very brilliant person. And that's the reason why I like her. Very very brilliant and very witty, very witty, sharp, very nice person. Unfortunately, even when I was not born again, I wasn't born again, 
she happened to be, you know, all, you know, there's this religion, I don't want to mention the religion. There's this religion where they talk about, um, they talk about knowledge a lot. They talk about, they are driven by knowledge. They have the knowledge of the star, the knowledge of the light. The knowledge, they talk about those things a lot. And so, you know, those kind of people, are, they, they, are, they are drawn to that kind of thing. And she, when, she's, when she's talking it, you're like, and I, 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 I like the way she talked it, but I, I considered myself, she's not a Christian. And so it didn't matter how brilliant, how I admired and all that and all that. I just knew that I didn't have a future with her. I just knew that it's not possible, even when I was not born again. But I thank God for my wife. Now, I'm not just trying to, you know. I thank God that when, if I didn't marry somebody like that, I probably would not have become a pastor today. And I'm serious about it because I was just content with, I, well, I became born again. I love God and all that. But I wasn't ready for running around the church. I like to dress well on Sunday, go to church nicely, and go back home, you know, and face my work, you know. But she was, yeah, Jesu, you know, that kind of person. And uh, I, I, did I not tell you before that they couldn't even call me Brother Dilly when we started attending, when we got married and were attending the church. They called me the husband of Sister Moradeun. They didn't, I didn't, I was not <laughs> I didn't matter to them. <laughs> but she's still there. So when I needed to become a worker, she was the one that tried to put pressure. And the moment we got married, she had this big Bible. You know, this Nelson. And it helped me for a long time. And I was always looking at that Bible and say, thank God that I married this lady. I probably would not have. That Bible helped me in ministry. It helped me to prepare messages. Even I have my very close friend. He will always come for that Bible. You know, it was a gift that was given to her by her sister. And of course, the moment we started dating, she gave me the Bible. And so, I am telling you that the person that you marry, the person that will marry can determine in, large, in, a, large, in, a, in a large way how you fear with God. Praise the name of the Lord. If you marry somebody that is not seriously interested if you marry a scorner, somebody who just likes to scorn the things of God, you, it doesn't matter how hot you are. When you get together, you will become a scorner before long. But if you are not very hot, if you marry somebody that is hot, somehow, somehow, the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. And so the choice of the person that we, our mate, is extremely important. Praise God. Now, the choice, somebody already said, the choice of friends that we keep. Having close friends can be a wonderful blessing. It's nice to have close friends. The Bible says, a friend, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17. It says, a friend loveth at all time. That is a friend. He loveth at all time. And a brother is born for adversity. Do you know that many times, friends can be more useful than brothers? Because before that person becomes your friend, he has seen your limitation, he has seen your weaknesses, and he loves you in spite of all that. But what brought you together with your brother is just because you are born together. Konicho is the same brother. If he had a choice, he probably would not walk with you. 
But the person who decides to be your friend, that person will normally love you. Okay, so that's what the Bible says. A friend loveth at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. And so it's nice to have a friend. But the wrong friend can be trouble. Now, if you have a wrong friend, it can be trouble. I use myself as an example also. I have this fantastic friend. He's late now. Fantastic guy. You know? But the problem that we had at that time was we were rascals. And, uh, well, I don't want to pass all the blame to him, but I think that some of the crazy things that I did, he led me to do them. It's not, it's not alive, so it's not like I want to rubbish him. But looking back, as fantastic as the gentleman was, unfortunately, you know, we used to drink a lot of beer together. A lo- ah. So... I was telling his son, because his son is still close to me, and I tried to be a father to his son. I would, go, I would just laugh. Are you see the rascally thing that your dad and myself did? He was just laughing. So we'll be going. It's sadly. That's what he would call me. Sadly. So, it's sadly. <laughs> you know, in those days where they would put beer, and they would say, Gulda, one naira, star, Night, you know, to you, you know, look at the bad man. <laughs> look at him. You know, in those days, star, uh, star will be less than Gulda. Gulda happened to be, you know, then harp and all that. Harp is another level, a little above star. So he will see, he say, suddenly, ah, one naira, one genie, yeah, whoa. I was telling his son, suddenly, ah, 90 kobo, one genie, Java one wo. That's how we're going to get in there. We're going to drink until we are tired. You want to go, he says, suddenly, umbinuni. A fantastic gentleman, a very nice person. But. It was given to that, and he had serious influence on me. It wasn't like I didn't have my own bad in me. I had my own bad in me. That's why I was able to be influenced. But what I'm saying is that he helped to bring out the bad in me more. But thank God I became born again. So when I became born again, then I started, with, I also started influencing him. I started influencing him. And so anytime he was doing anything that is crazy, if he saw me, say, ah, yo, yo, sadly, sadly, yo, yo, yo. He would try to, you know, at least he tried to be of good behavior anytime I was around. So, but the point that I'm making with that is this. If you now walk with a bad friend, oh, it's, it's bad. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. It says, evil communications corrupt good manners. Evil communications corrupt good manners. I hope you understand evil communications. What is evil communications? Can somebody help us look at that in NIV? 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. 
First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Yes, ma'am. Bad companions ruin good character. Praise God. Thank you very much. Bad companion, bad friendship will affect your character. So as fantastic as, you know, it is to have friends, if you don't have good friends, you're going to run into trouble. Now, the choice of where to live, that is another thing. Somebody already mentioned it earlier, the choice of where to live. It was this choice of where to live that Lot made. I mean, this, the message that Lot made was a choice of where to live. And we saw, you know, what resulted, you know, in that choice. Because he chose to live in a wrong place, he ran into very serious trouble. It was a very serious trouble he ran into. Now, it is not a matter of how much. You understand? It's not a matter of how much. Now, there are some people, there are some, you, 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 you live, you have a daughter, you, you live, okay, I don't know whether, okay, most of you will not know that place. If you know Lagos very well, you will know the neighborhood of Fela's Shrine, if you knew Lagos very well, those of other ahead. Now, imagine you have children and you start having, I mean, you, you live in that neighborhood and you have children, you bring up your children in that kind of neighborhood. Now, what will that child turn to? What kind of child will you have, will you bring up in such a place? And so it is important that we are careful about, you know, decision, uh, making our decision with respect to where we live. Because where you live can impact the life, your life, and impact the life of a... So sometimes when I'm passing that place, it's just, it's just a normal thing to see people with Indian hemp in their hands. And I will see children running around, and they have brother come, and he's holding Indian hemp. You know that place there? It's just normal thing to see Indian hemp in their hands. Now, how do you bring up a child in such neighborhood? And do you know that there are people who live abroad? I know of a man who lived abroad, and he, he was sending his children to come to secondary school in Nigeria. You know why? Because he just felt that where he was living, it won't be too long before the, the children would begin to put earrings and all that and all that. When my son, I had, I had my first son, I realized that it's not somebody that could, I needed to be very careful with him. And so though I could send him abroad at a particular time, I did not, because I didn't have anyone to monitor him there. And so imagine, I have a son, and I send him to, to the U.S., and he comes on holiday, and he has dreadlocks, and he puts earrings, and he puts his pants here, and he starts walking like this. How do, you, how, do, how do you now, what do you now do? What do you now do? You understand? So where you live is also very, very important. It is important that we are careful. Praise God. Um, okay. Another thing is, the final one is this one that we're looking at today, today is the, 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 the choosing Jesus Christ, the choice of Jesus Christ. Now, somebody said it. 
somebody said the choice of, is it faith? Who said it? Yes, somebody said the choice of our faith. Okay, it is, the question is, will you follow Jesus or not? Will you become his disciple? Or will you refuse to accept his gracious offer of salvation? He said in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Say, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my body. So, it's offered us. You know, graciously offer us um, benefits of salvation. And so the issue is this. What, do we, what are we doing with him? Okay? This is one decision that will affect the life of whoever, you know, takes it. You know, more than any other thing. It will determine the place where you have, where you will be in eternity. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And so those are the decisions, examples of decisions that we need to take very carefully. So let's take a few suggestions for making this wise choice that we're talking about. Number one, we ask, for God, we ask God for wisdom. Now, in James chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, James chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, God has promised to give wisdom to those that will ask. In faith, he says, if any of you lack wisdom... Let him ask of God. So, the whole idea, what we are looking at this night is something to let us know that we might be having certain challenges at this time because of some decisions that we've made in the time past. And it is not because we are still going to continue to make decisions. It is important that we don't fall into whatever made us to make the wrong decisions in the time past. Praise God. He said, if any of you lack wisdom, he said, let him ask of God. That giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. He said, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and toss. Praise God. And so it is important that we ask, we ask God for wisdom. Whatever how he does it, my God. Even me, Pastor, I have been pastor for quite some time. Something happened to me a short while ago, and I want to ask God for, almost asking God now, if I want to drink water. <laughs> I want to, I want to, even if I want to drink water now, I almost want to say, God, should I drink the water or not? And it's appearing like, what's wrong with this guy? But it is because of what I have seen. You understand? It's because, because it is easy for you to just take things for granted. Sometimes God will give you what is called, what I call shock treatment. And so that you will just discover that it, didn't, it doesn't work. It didn't work. And I'm like, what happened? Who changed the script? What happened? Why is it not working? And God darts into your heart and says, did you ask me? Oh, should I ask for something so basic, something that I, you should ask anything? Praise the name of the Lord. And so whatever it is, we must ask God for wisdom. And asking God for wisdom requires diligence. We need to be serious about it. It is not something that we just joke with. Look, look at uh, Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, um, verse 3 says, says, says um, It says, Yea, if thou Christ after knowledge, and lifted up thy voice for understanding, if thou seeketh 
as silver and searched for her as for hid treasures. He said, Then thou shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. He says, If you search for it. And so asking is not, you know, especially for serious matter. It's a situation of who to marry. I remember, you know, I keep using my example. I've told you something that I didn't do right. So, so it's not, I'm not a pastor who wants to say that I'm perfect. But I just, it's easier for me to use my example. Praise God. I remember when it was time for us to, for me to get married. Ah. Because when I got to the NYC camp, everybody was talking about wives and husbands. And so it was a serious matter. And they told us that we needed God to speak. Wow. Then I began to pray. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. I prayed seriously. I came back to Lagos for many years. I kept praying. And any time that my heart is drawn to a sister that is getting close to me, I will go and pray seriously. Because it, to me, it was a serious matter. I will go and pray. Something will happen. Something will happen that will just let me know that, no, it can't be this one. Something will happen. I recall a particular case. I didn't know that the girl don't nearly marry herself. But she was just doing willy, willy, willy with me for some time. And I, and I was praying. And when I, one day like that, I finished praying, I was serious about it. The next thing is, she told me, no, okay, she saw me and she gave me a wedding invitation. This is not the way. You understand? So it is something, I'm saying this to you because, I'm saying it to us rather because any little, any little matter that we need to address, especially, you know, things like this, it, is, it requires seriousness. It is not something that you just, God is not a casual God. And so we don't treat God casually and expect to get the benefit of God. He's not a casual God. And so that scripture is saying, you must seek after. You must be serious about it. You must seek, uh, seek her as silver. That is when you are looking for understanding. We don't say, you must seek her as if you are looking for silver. You must seek her as if you are looking for a, tre a treasure that is hidden. It, that is when you will find it. And so when it comes to this wisdom, things that we need to do, it is important that we are not casual about it. It is important that we are diligent about it. Another thing that we need to do is this. We should ask counsel from others. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11 verse 14, it says, where no counsel is, it says the people fall. He said, but in the multitude of counselors, he said, there is safety. It is important that you ask questions. Chances are that if you have the mind and you, you are spoken to God, God will lead you to somebody who will talk about it. When you ask, you might just find somebody that he will, he will download things to you. So it is important that you ask counsel from others. Now, there's no need for you to repeat the mistake of others. And so if some folks have made mistakes before concerning a sin, now if you ask them, they are able to tell you so that you don't make that mistake again. Praise the name of the Lord. 
praise the name of the Lord. And that is actually where research in business comes in. You understand? It is important, apart from praying, hello, are you listening to me? Apart from praying as Christians, it is important that you research very well. And so it goes along with this asking counsel. You research, you check, you check, you go out. Let me tell you what mess of that business that I told you about. I had everything figured out. I brought the equipment, I brought container. I brought things. I spent a huge money. But you see, at that time, if I had gone to the places where they're doing the same business, and I sat with them, and I asked some questions, chances are that I will know that there's this product that looks like what we're trying to sell, but it is China-made that is about almost like uh, 25% of the cost of the real thing. I will have known. Because the thing had been all over, but it looked exactly like the thing that we brought from Malaysia. They want the premium brand that they sell in the U.S. and in England. I didn't know that they have brought, I didn't know that they have produced them from China. Now, the normal thing, what they use for that thing is wood. But the Chinese produce it with plastic. And they coated it, it looked exactly like the real thing. Meanwhile, the thing had been around. But because I didn't go out, I didn't ask questions, I didn't know. It is important that we ask counsel from people. In the issue of marriage, it is important that you take counsel. It is important that just imagine the, the situation of, um, what's the name of this, the one that we saw earlier, Samson. And the father said, ah, don't, don't we have girls here amongst our people? Why would you be looking for girls from our, the people that God has said we shouldn't, you know, relate with? Now, the gentleman, the, the guy did not listen. And so it is one thing for us to have people that will give us counsel. It is also another thing to listen. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. It is also good for us to make our choices with understanding. And that is, if this is the will of God, look at the scripture, James chapter 4, verses 13 to 15. James chapter 4, verses 13 to 15. The Bible says, Go to now, ye that say today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. He said, Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeared for a little time and then vanisheth away. For, for that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. I realized that, okay, some time ago, you know, I was, I was uh, doing something with uh, my parish coordinator and some other people in the church where I came from. And I just said something. And the guy just said, if it pleases God. What? I just realized that I'm supposed to be the senior pastor. I was meant to know better. And it was a man that was teaching me what I should have known. If you ask Pastor Toyebi anything, he will talk, 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 talk. He will just add, if the Lord wills. And so I now realized, I find myself also looking at 
if the Lord wills. If the Lord wills. Because the truth is this, you can arrange everything and God can throw spanner into it. And so, if you don't factor if the Lord wills into it, you are just wasting your time. And some of the times, sometimes the, the thing may look very beautiful and it can never fail. But it may not be in line with the will of God. That takes me to when people come to me with the you know, young couple, they come and they ask, and they talk to me about their plan to get married and I pray for them. I usually pray a prayer. You know, I've been praying this prayer since I was just a very, very junior pastor. I would pray this prayer and I knew what I was saying because I've seen people who thought that that was it and they eventually realized that it wasn't. You understand? So I will always pray this prayer. Okay, so now one of my very important daughters, because I call the, all the siblings my children. I'm not given to calling people my children, but I call them my children because when their mother was dying, they are all grown up. Oh. They are all big, big people. Oh. They are all grown up. But when their mother was dying, I was the last person that she spoke to. And she said, Pastor Jayoba, I told you I want more day you. And she dropped the phone and she died. And so, <laughs> they, they became my responsibility. You know, anytime they, in those days when they wanted to get married, they are all grown up. They wanted, they must bring their husband to me. They must bring their whatever. Okay, so this particular one brought this guy. And, but he brought this guy. Immediately this guy came. I was uncomfortable. His mouth was just too smooth. Oh my God. Too smooth. That, that, that's a red you know, alert for me. I was very uncomfortable. Okay, so by the time I had some questions that really betrayed the stuff that he was made of or is made of. But that's not, I don't want to go into details. But when I was praying for them, they were like, you know, they came to my office at uh, Antony then. Amen. 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 And I was praying from my heart, seriously, amen. And I pray, Father, we've gone this far, but if it is not your will, please don't let it happen. And they went silent. Yes. But I've had people that will say, Amen. But I noticed their own. They just went silent. They didn't say, Amen. Then I continued my prayer, and they pick it up again. Amen. So I knew that it wasn't like they didn't hear. And it wasn't like their battery ran down. It was just because they weren't ready to say, Amen. And I'm not kidding you. Okay. So the wedding took place. The truth is, they both had children. You understand? And this man has had other relationships and that produced children. And I asked the question, they weren't ready to give me any answer. Well, it's just that I allowed it to go. But already I was already feeling somehow. So I went to their wedding. I prayed seriously because I loved this, this my girl. But what if I knock back? just tell the sibling to come and just take their thing. Did I not pray? Did he say amen? And so, you see, sometimes we're so crazy about some things and we think that they will just be the will of God. You understand? And so, when we are seeking you know, when we are trying to make our decision, we should always add that to whatever it is that we are saying. 
Could it be if it is your will? Now, if it is not your will, you know, sometimes I will pray for them, Father, if it is not your will, please separate them and let this young man find his own wife and let this young girl find her own husband. When I'm not with them, I will still be praying. If it is not your will, please separate them. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. And so one might even ask that the law, that if, it's a, if it is not the choice of God, if it is not according to his will, that God should frustrate. Praise God. So how to respond to wrong choices? We have made the wrong choices, so what do you now want to do? There will be a time when it becomes apparent that we have made poor choices, even wrong ones. What can we do to avoid making matter worse? We will need to learn from the mistakes of others. For example, what did Lord do? At the time when he needed to flee, what did he do? He fled the place. And so when you have made a mistake, what do you do? You reverse yourself and leave. I remember something came to my heart. I usually use this example. I think I was in one airport, one very large airport. I don't know whether it was the Malaysian, one very large airport of Dubai, one very large airport. And I was going, and I was going to, you know, the way, what they call it now? What they call, I haven't traveled in a while. Um, they will tell you, can you call? 41, 42, 40, what do they call that thing? Eh? Gates, yes. Gates. So I was going to a particular gate and I missed the gate because I'd gone too far and I thought that I could go round and get to that gate. You understand? I kept going, I kept going, and I kept going forever. And God's minister to me, you better just go back or you will never get to that place. You understand? And it, it came to my heart. Do you know something? In fact, I, I, there and then, I almost prepared a full message on that. Because, you see, if you miss your way, if you continue in the journey, you will never get to your destination. And so, you had better just make a U-turn and go back. If you miss your way, just try hard. You will never get to your destination except you turn back. Wow. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. What did Peter do? Peter repented and served God. Same thing with Paul. And so it is important that we learn what others did when they saw that they were going in the wrong direction. What they did so you know what to do. Praise the name of the Lord. What should you not do when you have made mistakes? You should not continue in that error. And you should not sit down and begin to, you know, mourn the situation. Feel sorry for yourself. No, get up and do what you need to do. I want to pray that all the examples that we have seen in the, in the, in the scripture today that have taught us the importance of making good decisions will help us, will keep remembering them, and will be making good decisions in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so we have like uh, five minutes more.
Any question? Any contribution? Contributions? Questions? Additions? Subtractions? Hello? I thought somebody would ask a question. Nobody has any question. Okay. They are not meant to be together and they got married, they have children. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually the question that I thought somebody would ask. So, and you say something that you're going to pray, you have to be praying that if they are not, it's not the will of God, eh? God should just separate them. Is it the right, how would I put it, is it the right prayer to pray at that time that people are married? No, no, I didn't say. Okay. I did not say that when you are already married. Okay, you understand? And so that's the reason why we should be careful, you know, so that we don't fall into that error. Okay. But the truth is this. I, I had anticipated this question. And because I had said that you can make a U-turn in situations. Do you make a U-turn? When you're already married, I'd anticipated it. Okay, can somebody help us to address the, this matter? No, 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 no. Hello, is that, that's what you're asking. When you're already married, what do you do? Yes. Okay, praise God. Okay, so what do we do in such a situation? I want somebody to help us. Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's good to pray before marriage, but when the deed is done, the only thing we can just do is to look unto God, continue in prayer, and sir, sir you are distracting her, you know. <laughs> look unto God, continue fervently in prayer. God, even if Why are you not, looking at her? She's not in that no, situation. Just, uh, talk to Ross. Talk to Ross. Talk to Ross. Okay. Once you look unto God, continue fervently in prayer because already it's like, it's not the will of God, but it's like a permissive will because you go out of your way to do it. But when you pray and God sees your heart, it can change. He has the heart king of uh, the, the, the heart of, heart the, of king the king in so, his and he turn it the way he can always change the person and the situation will change for good with perseverance praise the lord hallelujah yes ma'am the question comes in two folds is it a after the marriage is it a life threatening thing is it is the partner threatening the person, beating to death. If that is the situation, then they need to separate. 
if that is the situation, then the, it needs to call for separation. But if it's something that it can be done through prayer, then that is a different issue. So there are two different issues in it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think uh, the combination of the answers will suffice. Will suffice it. The combination of the answer. Now, the, it is good for us to be very careful. But you see, God is still God. A very merciful God. Even when we make mistakes, you know, I, there's something that I'm going to teach in a, a short while. Um, uh, uh, what, what is it? Uh, failure is not fatal. Failure is not fatal. The fact that we have failed before does not mean that is the end of the situation or our, or our life. Like, I kept, like I've said to people, um, David broke five of the Ten Commandments, yet God was still very merciful to him. And so what I'm saying to you is that even when you make such mistake, especially that kind of mistake, you understand? God is still a merciful God. You know, now let me give you one example. I, there's somebody that, something, somebody that is extremely big, a big woman of God, a very, very big woman of God. By the time they, they, she, she, herself and her husband were married, it was trouble. And it was not the man, it was the lady. Because most of the time we talk about the man, life threatening. <laughs> it was not the man, it was the lady. It was the lady that would charge at her husband. It was the lady that would quickly slap the man. It was the lady, it was big trouble. It was serious trouble. In the process, this man got born again. The wilder was too much. The woman was not submissive. Only cocoa, they were growing. And the woman would go, come, drink. One day, the woman met with the Lord and came home. And the man thought that it was trouble again. Say no, it's no trouble. I've actually had a new, a new revelation about this whole thing, and that's how they eventually became very senior pastor in the redeemed Christian Church of God. And the, the husband is late. They are elderly now, very elderly. The husband and the mother, mama is still on fire for God. Do you understand? So the thing is that. The fact that we make mistakes does not mean the end of our lives. Is that okay? It is, we, when we make mistakes, we still go back to God. And God can right the wrong in our lives. Is that okay? Praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't, any mistake, any error, any decision that we have made and we are falling into some trouble, God can still reverse the situation. Now, if you happen to be a lady... In fact, either a man or a woman, you marry to somebody. God has made arrangements for you to behave very well so that you can, you can convert that other person. We have the story and the scripture, First Peter chapter 3. First Peter talking about wives through their conduct are able to, you know, you know convert their husbands. And it is vice versa. It could also be the other way around. Is that Okay. So that's actually the question that I anticipated that will be asked. Praise God. Just like uh, my dear uh, sister said earlier, another way is to reverse it. God hates putting away, right? 
But when the situation comes to, like she said, life-threatening, another way is not to die there. Now, one of those, my children that I told you about, the husband and the wife, they will fight. I will call my girl, my friend, go to your husband. Can you come, can you come, can you come, can you come. I will talk, talk, talk. I will bring them to my house. I will counsel, counsel. The, the boy will beat and beat. I will. One particular thing happened. I was, in the, I was in England. And of course, naturally, I wrote my phone. And I got a text message. Say you are their surrogate father. From today, it is fight to finish between you and I. It is no more the girl that she was, he was threatening. It was now me that he was threatening. I quickly called home. I called my wife. Imagine come and worry. <laughs> it doesn't matter whatever it is. Don't open our house. So by the time I came back, by the time I came back, what's happening? And the girl, the, the girl told me some not too nice things that she had been keeping before they got married and told me that actually he was forced to marry him. That he threatened that if you don't marry me, nobody will marry you. Do you tell that person to stay in that? No. Reversed. And so when she walked away and I got to know all those stories, I didn't ask her to go back. Okay, so whilst we want to pray that we will not get into such a situation, if, you, if a lady finds herself in such, even a man, imagine a man wakes up and you see your, your husband with a knife. Ah, you don't sleep, you don't go back to sleep in that house. Are you okay? And you don't go back to sleep in that house. Why? You can't sleep in that house. I won't counsel, I won't counsel any member of this church to, to spend another night with such a lady. You understand? So that is the thing. So whilst we pray that we will not get to a situation, and we know that God does not like separation, but if it becomes life-threatening, the person should reverse, they should reverse the situation. The Lord will help us in Jesus' mighty name. Let's rise to our feet. Let's appreciate God. Let's appreciate God for tonight. Father, we thank you. Let's give him praise for tonight. We thank you. We give you praise. We thank you so much, O Lord, for your word. The Bible says you send your word and your word heal them and deliver them from their destruction. We thank you so much, O Lord, for sending this word unto us. Lord Almighty, it is very obvious that many of us have made costly mistakes because of wrong decisions that we have taken. And you don't want us to continue in that line. That's why you are sending the word unto us at this time. Father, we give you praise. We exalt your holy name. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so we are going to say, Father, say, Father, in all of my decisions, be at the middle of them all. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I invite you, O Lord, tonight to come and be at the middle of every decision that I will take. Little decisions, big ones. Father, Lord, I invite you to be at the middle of them all. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, my God, I ask, O Lord, 
that you will be at the middle of every decision. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Father, my God, Lord, I'm asking tonight, Lord, that you will be at the middle of all my decisions. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, for we prayed in Jesus' mighty name. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean, on, lean not unto thy own understanding. Now, that scripture sounds nice. We quote this scripture very well. But when it comes to doing, it is usually very difficult. Why? Because most of the time, we think that we've gotten everything so figured out, and we don't remember to pray. We don't remember to pray seriously about those things. We just mumble something and we move on. Because we, we just look at it, this cannot fail. And, but the Bible says, don't lean onto your own understanding. We're going to say, Father, say, Father, the humility not to lean on my own understanding. Father, grant unto me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help me to always acknowledge you that you may direct my path in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, the wisdom that I need, Lord, not to lean on my own understanding, Father, give to me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Father, my God, in every decision that I need to take, Father, help me, O Lord, to acknowledge you, that I will not lean on my own understanding. Help me to acknowledge you, that you may direct my path in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Now, what of the errors that we have made in the time past that we are, having, we are facing the consequences right now? We are going to call God into it. We are going to say, Father, say, Father, the consequences of all the errors that I have made. Father, assuage them in Jesus' mighty name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My Father, my God, Lord, I ask, O oh Lord, that you will assuage the consequences of all the errors that I have made. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. O oh Lord, my God, help me in the name of Jesus Christ. Help me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you. Lord, we appreciate you. We are grateful to you. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we have, taken, we have made decisions in our lives that have affected our lives very badly. We ask, O oh Lord, that you please come and help us in Jesus' mighty name. The consequences of those decisions, O oh Lord, we ask, O oh Lord, that you will switch them in Jesus' mighty name. We ask from today, O oh Lord, that we always be at the middle of all our decisions in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The humility to always not lean on our own understanding. The humility to always acknowledge you so that you may direct our path. Father, grant unto us in Jesus' mighty Amen. name. Let your name be praised. Thank you, precious Father, for praise in Jesus' mighty name.